Yes, team, welcome back to another episode of the High Performance Coach Podcast. It is Thursday, the 28th of December. We're in limbo land between Christmas and New Year. So I thought that I would put together uh, a podcast sharing some personal business and life insights from 2023. And then I thought, actually, it'd be far, far better if I actually get Leanne involved as well. And uh, we can bounce back and forth and she can also share some of her wisdom and and also some stories we have having to put up with my shit and living with me. So uh, we are currently sat on the sofa and we're just going to run through uh, some of our biggest insights that we've taken uh, personally, physically and also professionally. And uh, hopefully you're going to take some value from them. Leanne, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. And it's also a very special day today as well. Isn't is it, it a special day today? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the big three one today. There mm-hmm. we go. How are you feeling? great i'm like it's the curious ca- i feel like i'm like the curious case of benjamin button like i'm old before my like i'm old before my time uh no i've just had some nice just had some nice gifts i've got a face massager a back massager as you're getting old <laughs> <laughs> some slippers and uh, a dressing gown yeah so no, no uh, i've got portuguese lessons i've got portuguese lessons as well yet to hold me account which is probably going to be something oh, we're yeah. going to talk about in a second mm-hmm. isn't it? Oh, you're always getting ahead of the game you aren't you that's it. So uh, I've just been to go and train with uh, one of our incredible coaches, Ryan. He has a facility out here. So uh, we did a bit of a Metcon outside, then some sled pushes and we went for some food uh, and now listen to a couple of podcasts on the drive home. And now we're sat here. Yeah. I'm going to go out. No, we're not going out for food this evening. No. You're going to make favorite dinner. salmon pasta, salmon feta pasta. Yeah. Oh, best thing ever. Good. <laughs> the, right. The simple thing. The right? simple oh, it is the simple things. Right. Tell me what's been, what's been one of your biggest lessons or insights from this year? Biggest lesson. One I'll start with is um, you're not going to have the confidence to start something. The confidence comes after you do it. So it's like when people say action creates a motivation, it's similar doing the thing that's where you're going to kind of find the confidence so for me that this year could be starting my podcast had no idea how to do one never done it before kind of wondering would anyone even listen and like yeah you just think of all these negatives and I didn't want to do it but then once you start you start getting the confidence to kind of build and grow it and enjoy it more what do you think was the catalyst that got you started that allows you to take that first step um I think I would regret not doing it mm-hmm. and I knew it was something that I wanted to do more of like longer content and also speaking about stuff and having a place and a space for that kind of content and yeah I guess it's somewhere that I wanted to take things but obviously it's scary to do that but you have to kind of start somewhere to then become the person that you want to be. Yeah, I think it's that confidence needs evidence. And whenever you do anything that you think, think about an area of your life that you want confidence in now, it's like, have I always had confidence in that area? And it's like, well, no, when I first started something, I didn't have confidence in it. I was able to now build confidence through doing the stuff, which then bred competence. And then the more competence you have, the more confidence you then have as a byproduct. So you actually have to start and realize that feeling like a beginner, feeling like a bit of an imposter, feeling like... um yeah, not confident initially is part of the process and is a necessary step that you have to take. And I think as always, it's looking at, right, okay, yeah, what are the behaviors that I now want to embody and who do I now want to be? And the journey of progress is always one that starts at the beginning when you don't really have a clue and you're just winging it and fucking about to find out and <laughs> going on that journey and that quest more so. 
yeah that I think a lot of people put things off because they want to feel confident to do it mm-hmm. like if it is starting a business you, you're like right okay you want to be in that confident position or if it is like doing podcasts or if it's even like reels or stories or just talking live you build it up to this big scary thing that you almost take no action and yeah the confidence just kind of comes when you start with it and I think like what I can I say to a lot of my clients is like if you're nervous or not feeling confident to do something is just like break it down into something a little bit more manageable Mm -hmm. where it's just a little bit uncomfortable but you can kind of do it so you could like you could record podcasts time and time again until you get it right and then you want to kind of share it but I think it's also dropping that it needs to be perfect as well and that you're human yeah mistakes and I think you said this before it's like that confidence where what other areas of your life have you got confidence and what are the behaviors uh, and what have you now done to build confidence in that area and then how can you start to trait jack and actually start to take those things from one area and then put it into another mm-hmm. um because you now have the behaviors it just might be that the skill is now slightly different that you need to build so no, i absolutely i absolutely love that yeah and it's also interesting because you look at all these people that do have incredible confidence in certain areas of their life, but there will also be areas of their life where they now don't have confidence. And again, example that I've used is like, I'll be incredibly confident at public speaking or coaching or whatever like within that realm. But then when it came to dancing at our wedding, I was incredibly not confident and going to dance lessons made me feel <laughs> anxious and uh, nervous and that was something that made me feel incredibly uncomfortable. But in so many other areas of my life, I am so confident, but there are still other areas of my life that I don't have confidence. Yeah. Why did you want to learn how to do a dance for the wedding? Uh, well, because I was feel it like... me, it forced you. No, I think it was just important. I think it's one of those, like, I've always been the, the like, you know, that I can't dance and you tell yourself those stories and then <laughs> you take the piss out of yourself and it just becomes a bit of a running joke. And then uh, I knew that if I was able to build... The confidence by developing confidence by doing the lessons, then A, I'd feel really good about it. B, I'd actually exceed any expectations that I had of myself and also my family probably had of me. Uh, and C, I probably wouldn't have my whole brain preoccupied for the entirety of the build-up and also the day worried about the dance. And it was a new skill that we got to develop and do together. And it was an experience and it was also a story. So I think that's why I did it. And also we've been to weddings where the first dance is so incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> that um, I think we were also like, right, okay, let's just now make this a thing. Yeah, let's make this a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Surprise everybody. I think I need to add as well is that your sister is a dance teacher. Yeah. And very good at dancing. So I think that's why it's so extreme that there's such good dancers in the family and then there's you. <laughs> it's not so good. And I think yeah, that's why you. it's a big contrast. But do you not always, do you not also think that you believe that you're not a good dancer and people tell themselves that they're not good at something and they can't do something but the reality is is that you just need to you, you can learn and do anything really if you put your mind to it and if you actually want to learn so it's changing that mindset of I'm a bad dancer because I don't really think I've ever thought of Joseph Hill would dancer yeah but you just act it out then you? Yeah. you then just play and you play out. out yeah and then you stop and you stop doing things and or you do it but then you're constantly thinking, is everybody else watching me? Yeah. You know, is everyone else watching me? What if you're not drinking, I guess? Because, like, maybe when you're drunk at uni or whatever, you would just not think about it. But when you're an adult and you don't drink, you're maybe conscious, very conscious of yeah. your steps and your movement. And But now, um, now we've been able to have lessons. 
I'm far from I'm far from going on Strictly Come Dancing, but I'm far more confident than what I was previously. Yeah. And again, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really. I did really, I did really enjoy it. And the experience of being a beginner and learning and being coached was 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 a great thing. But again, it's like that thing. It's like just because you have confidence in one area of your life is then looking at, right, okay, what did I have to do to build confidence? Well, then how can you start to apply that in other areas of your life? And there's always going to be that first step, which is always going to be like scary, uncertain, unknown, but so is staying exactly where you are and not giving yourself the opportunity to experience and do the things and become the person you now know that you want to be and looking back and almost regretting not doing the thing through insert whatever fear, mm -hmm. you know? So I love that. Cool. Perfect. All right, I'll go. Uh, I said this yesterday, but I think I'll probably change this. Firstly, was standing where your feet are and being able to just appreciate what you have and where you are right now and not always focusing on like what's next and how do we grow and how do I improve? And I had a great conversation with uh, one of our friends, Ryan, who came onto the podcast a little while ago. And we were, we basically were speaking and I said, what occupies the majority of your thoughts? And actually, I had exactly the same question. And what occupies the majority of my thoughts is always, how can I get better? How can I improve? How do we now grow? How can I now uh, continue to, and everything is always focused on future improvement, uh, self-mastery, and I'm always focused on like what's next. And for me, obviously standing with my feet, I was just allowing myself to be present and engaged and actually appreciate where I am right now. But then Leanne actually challenged me and said, actually, is it that? Because I feel as though that we do that quite regularly and we appreciate um, the dog walks, the cups of coffee, the food that we eat, the train that we have, the ginger can. We do appreciate the small little things. Um, and I think it was probably more what you brought up was like actually being able to appreciate my own achievements and being able to be okay with sitting in that quote unquote success and celebrate that a little bit more so. And this was also something that my granddad brought up um, when he came over to Spain a couple of well, probably about a month or two ago now. And he said to me how incredibly like self-deprecating I was in terms of never really give myself any credit, any praise, uh, always downplayed everything. And that actually highlighted to me just maybe the acknowledgement and my ability to actually appreciate and acknowledge my success a little bit more and sit within that um, instead of just constantly downplaying it and passing it off because I'm always focused on what's next, where am I growing, how am I building and what am I trying to accomplish and achieve that is now better? Yeah. And I think you always say never get to highs with the highs and lows with the lows. Yeah. I just had it. And I, yeah. And I was speaking to actually when, we had, when I had lunch with Ryan today, I said to him, I said, I've got a question. What takes up the majority of your thoughts? And then I said, like, do you feel like you celebrate your own achievements? And then one thing we got onto was like, what we were talking about last night, it's like, I try not to get too high with the highs or low with the lows. And therefore the problem is within that, it's like <laughs> you, you almost then, you do feel emotion, but you try to regulate your emotions so much that you maybe don't allow yourself to the chance to sit in when actually those highs can be incredibly potent and powerful. And also the lows can also be incredibly potent and powerful. They they have their pros and cons at both ends of the spectrum. And I think, yeah, probably allowing myself to have more is emotional diversity, like emotional, like yeah, so diversity in a way, like the 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 undulations of that and being open to that. Um, and probably yeah, being able to celebrate and sit within what I have been able to achieve for at least a second instead of just now focusing on, okay, what's next? Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest thing for me. And it was when my granddad said that when we were sat in the car and you went into car four to probably go and get a panettone or something. <laughs> um, yeah, right. That it made me, me realise actually I didn't even realise that I did that. But 
I think that comes from something that I'll probably talk about as a lesson later down the line. Mm-hmm. Go. What's your next lesson? Uh, no, I, feel, I feel like even you just talking about that just now, I can tell that is something that you struggle to communicate and chat about. Yeah, I do, yeah. And it's uncomfortable. But if I, I was saying to you last night as well, is like we both do it. And I really became aware of it last year because I'd done it so much where it, like me and you are people, 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 people persons, people, people. People, people. <laughs> people, people are people and people pleasers. But we, we like want to encourage others and tell others how awesome they are and that makes us feel good like celebrating other people but we never really celebrate ourselves mm-hmm. that much and I think I've done that quite a lot professionally last year and if you've heard my story before like I have gone through a bit of a transition within my business and within myself probably because they're so linked but I had took away any credit that I was achieving with my clients and just saying oh but it's you it's done it it's you mm-hmm. it's done it and it made me feel no joy in the business because I wasn't celebrating that I was literally changing these women's life and I was making these women feel amazing. Um, and now I really like working with Jen through a vision coach and that really helped me start to realize that I was doing that. Um, and that's brought back so much more joy for what I do. So although it's not like monetary success or products that I've bought to celebrate my achievements, but it's just actually realizing how much I've changed women's lives and actually taking a little bit of that a little bit of credit for that because it is them putting the work but they wouldn't be there without joining our program so I think we both do it and yeah. it's, it's really good when you do switch on to it because sometimes it is like wow you're doing so amazing we're both doing really well and it's just like okay on to the next thing on to the next thing but then years pass and we've never kind of really stopped to just sit and be present and be proud of yourself because I think that's an important thing to do or you might end up like me and just love what you do because you never give yourself any credit yeah, I think okay. yeah, it's like six, like you said, like success is a feeling, isn't it? It's not, it's not a number, it's not a materialistic item, it's not an insert, whatever. It's like a, it's a feeling that you feel, and I think it's just probably the acknowledgement of, again, the good work that you're currently doing, uh, being okay with, like, sitting and celebrating and acknowledging the work that you're currently doing and the growth that you've been able to accomplish and achieve and the positive things you've been able to do and the hardships you've been able to overcome and challenges and whatever uh wrapper that might be in but then i suppose also being okay with also being okay with wanting more mm-hmm. and being okay with like wanting to strive for more but also at the same time being okay with sitting in and appreciating what you currently are doing and, and celebrating that more openly um I do think is a is a big insight and a lesson. And like I said, when my grandmother said that to me, I was like, oh, okay, actually that's probably now a thing because if he's just spent four days with us and he's never said that to me before, mm-hmm. then that's telling me and showing me something. I think it's a bad thing though. It's a nice thing, but I think it can lead down to you never celebrating your success, I guess. What would be something that you can bring in or that you're maybe going to start doing to be better at that or be more a wee bit more aware or enjoy those moments a wee bit more? Um, there's always like the the just being allowing yourself to obviously sit with like sit within it and again also potentially do putting a little little rewards in place um you know whether that's now a trip or an experience or something along those lines that allows you to actually connect the connect the dots uh, and gives you that kind of reward i suppose but then there's also a massive part of me that really enjoys the way in which we currently live and our life in terms of like what we do in our purpose and our structure and our routine that yeah it's just trying to find i suppose that that thing that's now going to connect me to being okay with that but i think just having the awareness around it allows me to acknowledge 
how important it is for me to be able to just probably sit within it and reflect it and feel it rather than just kind of let it pass on by and just crack on onto the next thing because I want bigger and better and I want to continue to improve and develop myself and that actually is the work that I really need to also sit within and do mm -hmm. cool amazing right oh is it back to me back to you uh um maybe I'll do because I wrote, I wrote a big list. <laughs> uh, think everything that you, any goal that you're looking to achieve or do will always take longer than you think. Yeah. Um. So I rebranded my business this year in kind of January, February, and I thought, right, okay, this is it. Like it just felt so right, and I was excited by it, and I, I felt like everything was so aligned, and I felt like I was putting out my best content with the podcast, longer content, better reels, better posts, like. It just felt more me and to not get the uptake or the feedback or the evidence that I was looking for that this new brand was working was really hard because you just think it's going to be like one week or one post and people are going to see it and it's just like whoa that's you you're ready to go so it was I kind of and I say it to all my clients as well like everything that you want to do or achieve is not going to be easy and it's also just going to take longer and we're probably 10 months in now and this new rebrand, let's say this has been 10 months of that. My old business was 2015 to now. So I think that's kind of seven years, eight mm -hmm. years. We're, 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 we're like within 10 months, but we're, we're like I've done what I've achieved in that eight years with the old business. So like that to do that in 10 months is incredible. Like and actually now thinking back, that's not a long time, but it's just really hard when you're in that learning stage and that rebuilding stage to be like, oh, is this working? And am I getting that acceptance and that evidence? I think it's just accepting that give yourself more time and you'll get there. And what kept you going? <laughs> um, I had a few meltdowns, maybe not as many as I've had previously, mm -hmm. but I do think sometimes a little emotional breakdown for me personally, I'm an emotional person that does help me reset and rethink and then go again. So sometimes like expressing my emotions helped uh, talking about how I was feeling um, and just making sure I had the right support around me as well. So that's another one that I've written down here that we could also add into that one and like those two together is like everybody needs help because I think when you're in those messy middle stages, you can be very emotional and you can make crazy decisions and do the wrong things or think it's not working and give up. But having the right people around you, like I've got Jen, who's my vision coach, which I've mentioned, and then I've got you and then Troy and Ben and Dan, um, and Aaron and um, that's everybody right it's not listening yeah. <laughs> um, and even like friends and, and other coaches that I really really connect really well with to just be like like your stuff is really good and it's going in the right direction and just like our last comment like when I've received good feedback from clients or just a message on Instagram because they're very rare when you work on the online business I've screenshotted it and saved it so if I had one person message, like, I love lead her. I love what you're doing. It's exciting. And I'm so looking forward to seeing what you do with this. I'm like, right, people are noticing. So that's little snippets of evidence, although it might not be a client signing up, it's people noticing the change. And I think all of that combined together helped me keep moving forward and not give up. I think it's always just not having, there's always this thing, isn't it? You're always now looking for feedback. Yeah, and it's like when you're not getting feedback straight away, and you're putting out to the world, and you're almost exposing yourself to the world, and your your full self, and especially when it's you, and you're looking for feedback, 
Uh, and it's like, okay, is anybody listening? Is anybody actually like watching, reading, um, engaging? And at points you just feel as though you're almost talking to yourself. And so I think when you do have that, obviously for a period of time, you're going through change, then that's where, again, it's that uncertainty that starts to creep in. Uh, and it is always that like... Uh, anything that is worthwhile, there's always going to be a period of time where there's not going to be this instant feedback loop that you're going to get. And it's then having the confidence and the backing and the trust within your own belief, I suppose, in terms of what you're building and what you're doing and why you're doing it. And again, realizing that you're doing it for, I think if you can always do it from like, I'm doing this for me rather than I'm doing it for anybody else or the first person you have to please is yourself. So if you now know that you're, tr you're, you're kind of, yeah, doing it for, you and in giving you the space to be able to express and you're enjoying what you're doing and what you're creating and what you're talking about and you're able to put that out to the world what is then being able to have patience and consistency and but when you, it's coming from that place it's far more enjoyable rather than a i'm creating content because i think i need to create this content because i think this is what i need to say or this is what i've done before and it's worked but I don't want to talk about that anymore, but I feel like I have to talk about that or I have to do that because that's what the people want because then you're playing a very short-term game and you're always going to be limited to how far you can go with it because your fulfillment starts to dwindle massively. Yeah, and I think I've heard you say to your clients before is like, would you read your own posts? Mm -hmm. I think that's a big one. Yeah. Because if you're not interested in your own stuff, then is, is anyone else actually going to be interested in it? Yeah, I think it's like, uh, yeah, Jesse is learning. I think I shared this on a, on a podcast before. It's like, you can't outsource soul. You can't outsource passion. And that, like, that, that, in that enthusiasm that somebody has is contagious so even though like you might not be passionate about underwater basket weaving as an example or tiddlywinks if somebody is incredibly passionate about tiddlywinks or underwater basket weaving and you're in their presence and you're in their company although you may have no interest you can respect and appreciate the enthusiasm the love and the passion that they have for the thing and it shines through and that energy is almost this like um transference that you do feel you know, and you can appreciate and respect that massively. Whereas when somebody isn't passionate, they're not excited, they don't feel connected to it. They don't feel inspired by it. They don't like talk about it in a way that um, really engages you or engages them. Then you can just see it, feel it, smell it, taste it. And also then if you're a prospect, you're never going to buy from that person because it doesn't give you that, that feeling again, which is incalculable. I think sometimes you think about this was going to actually be one of my things was like, Sometimes we look at like what's going to be my return on investment whenever you're now looking at investments. But sometimes the very best investments aren't the ones that you're now going to get a monetary return on. It's going to be the connection. It's going to be the relationships. It's going to be the moments, the memories, experiences that you now have that are just completely incalculable. And I think from a coaching perspective and running a business, we often think, well, okay, how do I grow the business? How do I now generate more revenue? Or how is this thing going to get me more money? But actually a lot of the time, the people that, play the longer game and I believe build something that's fulfilling for them and something they love and something they enjoy and something that actually then works. The people that are now not trying to play the short-term games of how can I now make this money help me make more money, but how can this money actually improve the quality of insert all the things that I've just said on the above and you're not going to see a direct return, but the indirect return is going to be outrageous. Yeah. And I think they do say that, isn't it? People always remember how you made them feel. Mm. So if you are putting up posts and stuff, what's the feeling that you want people to walk away with? Because they'll always remember that. Yeah. Um, but I think another thing as well you could add to that is that if you've done it before, then you can do it again. You've got all the tools and all the knowledge to rebuild something um, from scratch. So like for me, I knew I'd done a business before. So like when it is kind of struggling, 
then or you're going through really kind of tough patches it's just remembering that you do actually have the tools you have everything that you need to kind of get through that tough time again so, but that goes back to what you said in the point one which is like competency is evidence yeah. and again it's then looking at right okay so have i now got any other bright spots that i can now lean into well yeah i've done this before you know and i've done this before and these are the things i did this is how i felt this is what i experienced this is what i went through this is what i did that went incredibly well this is and again you can take those lessons you can take those things and you can carry them forwards with you because you already have that now within you which is why it's so important that you have to do some stuff and you have to be okay with just failing forward fast and just just going along with it, winging it and figuring it out as you go, because then you collect more evidence, you build more momentum, you then make shit happen. And that gives you actually a greater um, plethora of different things that you can experience and then understand what it is you want to build, create and do more of and less of. Yeah. But yeah, so that was one of mine. It would take longer than you think to achieve something. And I think as well, just adding that it doesn't really matter how long it takes, really, as long as you're enjoying it. Yeah, I think again, the way it's, that, well. it's that thing, isn't it? It's like you always think about, I heard this on a podcast a while ago. It's like, it's the anticipation. It's like, we we obviously come to Spain now, Portugal. It's like, we were so excited about it. It was the anticipation of knowing that we were doing the thing when we go on holiday, when we get married or whatever. It was like, it was always the anticipation of the thing. And then you get the thing and then it's like, oh, what about the neck? And it's almost like the buildup of the thing that actually really is the... At like the anticipation which is the thing that people love and i think they're talking about like nights out whenever you have a night out it was never actually the night out it was always before the night out wherever we'll talk about the night out and what you're going to do and what you're going to wear and the pre-drinks and everything else it was always the anticipation that was always the best bit before then the actual thing yeah but see if we think back to the beginning days of our business sometimes we reflect back and go oh those were the good days mm. they were the fun days when we're building you had nothing to lose and it, like you do always look back in your business and you think Oh man, even though there were probably some tough times in that, that was a part of our growth. Yeah. So you're maybe, and again, you're probably never going to achieve your goal, is it? It's always going to keep on moving. That goalpost is always moving forward. But I think it relates to like, again, I know this is loads of different people listening, but if it is like a fitness business, we do say to our clients, like enjoy the little wins along the way rather than it just being getting to that end point. Because yeah. like when they feel fat loss, when they start to feel confident, when all these wee things happen, that's when you get the buzz. It's like the journey is the best part. 100%. And the destination. I agree. Cool. I love that. We can keep going on, but I'll I'll make sure that I close that loop. Okay. Uh, second one for me. The moment that you feel that just possibly you're walking down the road, you're walking down the street naked, not down the road, or road, uh, exposing too much of your heart and your mind and what exists on the inside by showing too much of yourself. That's the moment that you may be starting to get it right. I was reading uh, Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, which has been sat on the bookshelf for a long time. And with a lot of books, what I do now, and I took this from Navarro Avacant, instead of like trying to now feel as I had to read a book in full, well, actually, if I tried to read a book before I go to bed, I'll ask about a sentence and Leanne takes a piss out of me because I'm sleeping whilst holding my book. Uh, and it's literally just sent me to sleep within a second. But when I do read, um, instead of then just feeling this like pressure to read everything, I then just read snippets and bits that I enjoy. And then I'll pick books up and I put books down. And this was a quote that really stood out for me. And the reason that this stood out for me was because in February, no, it was January, uh, we went skiing and we went to we went te to team with my family. And I remember being sat uh, going up a chair lift and uh, I can remember the exact moment that I just felt as though there was this huge degree of freedom. And I don't know why, probably was because I was bored 
uh, and I was in the mountains and I didn't have my phone uh, because it was so cold that I couldn't take it out of my pocket. It obviously gives you the space and the time to actually think. And it just took me back to a time. And I remembered the exact time in my brain that I decided that I was going to no longer um, like put my head above the parapet. And I was almost just wanting to kind of operate in the shadows. And I would never really kind of expose or put myself out there because of um being bullied fear of not being liked being judged having opinions formed of me um and or if obviously at the time when i if i take it back to when i was at school like i was incredibly sporty um and always used to do incredibly well and people always used to take the piss out of me for that not in like a really negative way but that obviously was a thing that kind of stuck with me and i still remember the time that i uh one particular night out that um, a certain experience and thing happened. And after that moment, the day after I made a commitment to my, like in myself, probably without even like realizing that that was going to be the time that, you know, what I was always just going to kind of celebrate everybody else's success. And I was almost going to operate in the shadows and was never really going to show and demonstrate what I've done and what I've achieved and be proud of that because I felt as though I connected the two together that I'd done these things and then people would take the piss out of me. And then I felt as though I was a bit of an outlier and a bit of an outcast and never really kind of quite fitted in or felt connected to these people. So for me, I realized that for so long, especially when I set up my coaching business initially, um, that I had spent so much time trying to please others. And I was trying to pretend to be somebody that I wasn't because in doing so, I was able to protect myself. And I never really fully allowed myself to actually truly be myself because of that moment and that experience. I remember, obviously, I say when I sat on them, the chairlift, I realized that was the thing that had been holding me back for all these years. And it was something that was so small. And to potentially to some people, even when I say this, like if they follow me on social media, but like you wouldn't know that, you wouldn't think that, whatever. Um, and even when I shared this with all the coaches inside the high performance coach a few months ago, it's again, like they were quite surprised, but it's not necessarily massive. It's just these small little minute things that I know that I do or that I will hold back or I won't say or I won't celebrate or I won't betray because of that moment and that experience and when I was able to kind of accept that and let go of that it's allowed me to embrace myself a little bit more which goes back to the first point that I spoke about in terms of celebrating my achievements and success like I would just rather deflect and make it about somebody else rather than make it about myself um, and rise other people up more so but that was a that quote really stood out for me because when you do expose yourself and you are then you it does feel a little bit uncomfortable and it can make you feel a little bit nervous and apprehensive because you don't know how it's going to be received and also you now know that you're being you're opening yourself your true self up to criticism whereas when you're not truly being you it's okay because you can hide behind the fact that actually it's not really you and people aren't then judging or critiquing you it's a version of you that you're displaying and portraying so i think that's probably one of my biggest insights that i took from being bored sat on a chairlift and it was just weird how i had that flashback and i was just connecting the two together which then made me understand why i've behaved in certain ways and now why again we'll go back to that first point i want to be able to try and make a change in terms of how i do things moving forward yeah and i think that goes back to a wee bit again what i was saying about last year post well this year actually posting more me than ever mm -hmm. and and again I think again it's like not that my old stuff wasn't me it's just I've grown mm -hmm. and I've evolved and I think you've grown and evolved as well both, we're both probably still going through a bit of change right now 
and it does feel scary to start talking about someone about being like about different things that you don't normally talk about because sometimes you want to sell the sexy stuff don't you and you want to talk about the fat loss and but then that becomes for some of us a little bit non-relatable it did relate to me when I was 26 25 when I started my business but now I'm 34 that doesn't relate to me anymore that content and that's when I was losing myself because I was trying to be this older version of me and talk about those things that I lost the love for it. But now it's talking about stuff that badass 34-year-old women talk about um, that I just am so much more excited about it because I've just evolved and grown and I shouldn't feel like I need to kind of hold myself back to do what I used to do. And, and it is uncomfortable to talk about these things now because I think, oh God, can I talk about that? Is, is that are people going to relate to that or is it just me it does feel vulnerable but I feel like I'm it's aligned to me because now if I was to share certain stuff that I used to share on social media I wouldn't believe in it and then I would I would resent sharing it and I just wouldn't enjoy it and that's a sign that I'm not truly being myself yeah I think you said uh yesterday about how you recorded that podcast that you felt incredibly apprehensive Mm -hmm. and nervous about and it's probably the best received podcast you've done it was my top lesson of this year um, and yeah I nearly never shared it because I thought oh God, I don't know if people will relate to this or if this is something that I can actually discuss but it turns out a lot of 30 year old women are thinking the same things as me mm-hmm. and it was a vulnerable conversation and it might change again in another 10 years I might talk about different stuff but right now that was uncomfortable to me but it ended up being stuff that does the best yeah. I think that's always the case though mm-hmm when you're feeling a wee bit nervous to share something or if you should do something, sometimes that ends up being your best content. Yeah, it's just opening yourself up and being okay with accepting you for you. And probably my favourite ever quote by Mark Manson is you can't be seen as a life-changing influence to someone without being seen as a joke and embarrassment to others, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more that you then try to be this puppet and performer where you're trying to please everybody else and you're thinking, what does everybody else now uh, want? I actually shared this when I spoke on stage. It's like before I used to go on stage and I used to think, right, okay, especially ro- like at our events where obviously it's our coaches, it's slightly different. But when you go into rooms where nobody knows you um, and you don't have a relationship with anyone, you go and stand on stage and you're exposing yourself and there were times where I would go on stage and I'd think I hope these people like me or I wonder if people are thinking about me or I wonder if I said this okay I wonder if what about and for the whole time going into it and actually during it there's that little there's that little voice in the back of your head that's not thinking about what you're doing and am I pleasing myself and am I enjoying myself and am I now connected to what I'm saying and am I being open and being myself? You're just thinking, right, okay, what do I need to do or who do I need to be in order for other people to now like me, accept me and or to feel as though that I've given them some value of some sort. And of course, you know, how to win friends and influence people. You always have to now be to think about the other person. But I think if you do that so much and you lose yourself and you disconnect from yourself to then try and be somebody that you're not, then you're always playing a game that you'll never win because as soon as somebody's opinion now changes of you, then you're not in control of how you perceive yourself. And so for me, even at a talk I did a little while ago, I've said like, you know, like that wholeheartedly, like these are, this is kind of one of the newer experiences that I'll now have where I stand on stage. And it's like, I say this with love, but I don't care anywhere near as much as I used to about what other people now think about me. What I think about is like, have I now been able to prepare have I now been able to deliver? And am I now happy with the performance I've been able to put on? Uh, and then what have I learned? How have I grown? And how do I need to develop as a byproduct of this process? So that I'm not then looking for the external. It's always in the internal. 
and understanding what's this given me, where's the opportunity and what are the lessons within this? And actually then it allows you then to win, I suppose, because you're doing it for you rather than thinking automatically, how do I please all of these people? You know? Yeah. So I think that's my, I do think it's, it's big. And again, like, does that mean that I don't now not care about it? No, not at all, but it's just less. It's it's the the, the volume is turned down mm-hmm. in comparison to before. Definitely. Amazing. Is it you or me? What? It's you. What? It's you. Oh, my turn. It's you, yeah. I see you're proud of yourself that you remembered how old you were. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Right. I have written that a little bit every day adds up. So this was from this year. Last year we went to Spain and I did not know a word of Spanish and it felt a little bit uncomfortable and rude. And I, we were like, right, we're going to maybe take language lessons, but we never did it. But I started doing Duolingo, which is a language app. You can learn any language in the world on this app. And it's really addictive to me. It's not really addictive to you. No. <laughs> but you get streaks, you get points, you can uh, play games with your friends. It's, it's a great way of learning a language. And you don't need to spend hours on it. You just maybe can do like five minutes, 10 minutes a day. And the difference in my understanding of Spanish, not that I could hold a fluent conversation, but I could hear words and I could read words and I just felt more relaxed and felt like I I felt I noticed the benefit from just that little app, a little bit every single day could be easy not to do, um, but I pushed myself to do it and I've really kind of seen the reward at the end of the year. So March to what, October? that little bit added up to me being able to feel more comfortable and I thought that was really cool and I also did it a lot more with reading this year as well where every night I've started reading a book <laughs> remember my light my bed light your sex light <laughs> I thought she but I thought she was buying us a sex light turns out it wasn't a sex light it was, was like it a light that went around your <laughs> neck and it had a light at each side it wasn't really it was that it wasn't with. really that sexy as a sex light um but I just really wanted like I didn't want to have lights on and I know like sleep is important to us and I didn't want to have a bright light on I didn't want to have to reach over and because the lights the Lumia lamps at your side isn't it yeah so I thought I'll buy a wee lamp and a wee book lamp because I bought a net book lamp that I had for a while and uh yeah I just read a few pages every night and like again some people set the goal of like you need to do an hour every day or an hour every week or you need to do 10 pages a day and they set all these unrealistic expectations of what you need to do daily. But for me, it was like, look, if I read a, a line and I fall asleep, then fine. That little line each day is going to add up to me reading more books. And it's also been a nice habit to bring back in to just kind of switch off and towards the end of the night. So that little bit of Spanish, that little bit of reading, I've really seen the rewards from doing this year. And a little does lead to a lot. Yeah, the difference in your Spanish this year comparison to last. And actually probably more comparable is like your Spanish and compared to mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was probably the biggest noticeable difference. And again, it was the five, 10 minutes a day that you were just doing that I wasn't, that you do just see really starts to make a difference. And it's all that invisible compounding, isn't it? So we talk about the coaches who talk about this with their clients and the health and fitness side of things. It's like you're doing all the stuff that your future self will thank your current self for, but you might not see in the moment. And again, you're not going to see an instant return on uh, investment. Um, but the difference in the change in your uh, competence of understanding was, yeah, way, way superior. Yeah, you were right. good with one line though, weren't you? Oh, I got para mi pero por favor, which is basically, I think, 
if I'm correct, can I do something about getting some water for the dog? Water for my dog, please. Yeah, water for my dog, please. That was the most important thing. And if we go over go for brunch, our favourite thing to do is to is to walk Lola and go for brunch. We prefer brunch oh, over We prefer brunch over dinner, don't we? Oh, yeah. And whenever we go out, Lola's basically a princess and she thinks that everybody's there for her. And whenever like the wait, whenever the, the, the waiting staff come over, Lola's literally waiting for them to bring her a bowl of water. And it's like, that's the most important thing. And if they don't, she literally will sit and watch and wait until that person, until that person brings. Oh, actually, it's quite fussy as well. There's been places where she turns her nose up at the water and we're drinking oh, it. God. And there's been times when we've actually had to open our bottled water put it in a bowl and she'll drink that we're not painting we're not painting a good light of um, the doggy parents and so funny but then there's other times she'll down it just because <laughs> they've gave her water yeah she loves yeah she loves it she's, she's funny she's currently looking at anyway the so yeah that little bit every day really added up um yeah. to a lot more and just making things a habit again i think you just fall out of the habit of reading and and doing little hobbies mm -hmm. and it's easy to just focus on work and sometimes you just want to finish work and watch a telly and just eat dinner and switch off and do nothing. But I made myself, even though it would be like, we're brushing our teeth and I'm like, I've not done my Duolingo. Yeah. And I don't know, because like you, you asked me, like, what do you think's different between me and you? But maybe there was just a bigger pain there to be like, no, I want to, it was important to me to learn that. And maybe it's a value thing. Like I would, I don't want to be rude and just expect people to speak English. I just find that really rude. Yeah. And I don't want to be that person. I wholeheartedly agree, which is why you've got me Portuguese lessons. Yeah, back to the beginning. Yeah, I forgot about that already. Yeah, yeah we got uh, four lessons to one one to two. So one, one teacher with us. Um, and we'll start learning Portuguese now. We're fluent. In the next 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 year. Four weeks. Thursday, the, well, it'll be Friday, the 20th of December, 2024. We'll do it. We'll record an episode in Portuguese. Okay, deal. <laughs> Uh, I will probably uh, tag on the back of that. And I think this ties in quite nicely. We admire what we see, but we don't see what we truly admire. So example, somebody that now can speak multiple languages uh, and you you will go, wow, that's absolutely amazing and so incredible. When we were in Spain last year, there was a five, six-year-old girl um, who could speak multiple languages and it was just, inc it was just incredible. Um, and you think, how amazing is that? But what we really admire isn't necessarily the thing or what I always think is actually what's the work, the time, the energy, the sacrifice that's gone into developing and learning that thing, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's the same whenever and everyone, anyone kind of plays an instrument or you watch a comedian on the TV as an example, or even an actor, you know, it was like uh, what we were watching. It was uh, the Tom Cruise mission impossible. And then we were actually watching all the YouTube stuff of him doing the stunts and it was like all the hours and hours and hours and hours and hours that he'd now put in of just doing the rep just for this one like five second scene. And it just makes you then appreciate it. it's like, yeah, we do admire what we see, but actually more so when you start to kind of um, look underneath the surface, I think it's what we don't see is the thing that we now truly admire and I think if you look at it through that lens, you just think about, well, what's that person you had to sacrifice, compromise, what they had to do, what's the discipline that's now being required um, for them to now be able to accomplish and achieve those things. And I think for me anyway, that's that's something that's become so much more like noticeable um, over the course of this year. It's just me being able to have a new level of profound appreciation for people and what they're doing, but actually more so 
what you haven't seen in order for them to be able to get to that position to be able to do that thing yeah most importantly yeah and i think that can sometimes in a nice way you can admire what they've done and you can go do you know what actually i don't think mm -hmm. i want to be like that i yeah. don't want to like sometimes again being a coach or being a business owner you maybe see people online doing all these amazing things and i'm like i don't know how people have clients and they post on social media and they handle their admin and all these jobs and all these hats that we put on and you some see sometimes people maybe see people at a certain level and i'm like but i don't think i would want to sacrifice my weekends yeah i don't think i'd want to sacrifice my dog walks and my workouts just to be able to kind of be at that next stage that you maybe perceive that they're at does that make sense yeah you've got it <laughs> 100 you've got decide what life i yeah. want from maybe kind of seeing what others do again yeah. like and i can totally put this out as well is like when i see where you're at with your business it kind of makes me go actually i don't think i would want to be at that level like that discomfort the things you need to deal with the the jobs that you have has made me kind of realize actually i really like where i'm at and appreciate it a little bit more and realize sometimes like things being bigger and better isn't actually always bigger and better for me Percy. yeah it's what do you really want it's like what do you what yeah. what do you want like what do you want to want yeah. and it's sometimes actually you being able to sit within and be okay with actually now going right okay i can admire respect and appreciate this person for this but i wouldn't want to sit i wouldn't want to sit in their seat yeah you know i wouldn't want to be i wouldn't want to have to compromise and sacrifice the things that they've had to compromise and sacrifice for them to be able to get to where they are right now and i can admire that and appreciate that but i'm also okay with now knowing that i'll take this from that yeah but I don't want all of that. And I think it's actually really important that you know what you want. But actually, I think similarly, it's sometimes easier to think about what don't I want. <laughs> and it's that inversion thinking that will actually give you probably more clarity. I think it's sometimes it's easier to think like, yeah, what are all the things that I, what are all the things that I don't want? It's quite often easier than what do I want as a way for your brain to process those things. Lola's just come and lay on the sofa and put her head on the, put her head on the corner. <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's a a cool thing to do a good thing to do yeah nice. and again just knowing sometimes what you actually want and what you don't want is a really powerful place to be yeah. i kind of noticed that a long time ago like even just with my body shape and composition i was like yeah i could be absolutely shredded but actually i don't like the life that comes with that so i'll find my own happy middle ground and i'll show people how you cook you can still maybe have a bit of both but you don't need to sacrifice everything to be in great shape yeah and that's a important message that i like to put out yeah i love that okay let's go to let's go to business uh whose turn is it is is it your turn no, it's, no. yes you're no it's your turn is that yeah. bit every day is that not, no i said that then i said we admire what we see but we don't see what we truly admire Okay, well, I'm not going to do... Oh, okay. Well, if you want me to do a businessy one, I'll okay. go for, like, follow your gut. Again, I'm coming back to a lot of stuff that I share with, like, changing business and stuff. And again, we've actually touched on it already. Like, but sometimes I'll have a feeling about stuff, like changing my brand to lead her. You liked a different name. And so did some other people. And I was just like, that just didn't feel right. There's just that pull or that thing inside me that was like, no, I like this. And be able to kind of listen to your own instincts or your own gut feelings and to kind of go with them. It's hard to do. And I think it's quite a tricky thing to master. But if you feel something, there's a reason for that. And it's listening to it and exploring it and doing you and not just doing what other people tell you to, what to do. And within that moment, 
what helped you have again the confidence in yourself to be able to follow through and do what you wanted to do rather than what you thought others wanted you to do I think I think I've just experienced it a couple of times where maybe people have said oh maybe you shouldn't share that or this is how it should be done and I've just been like no actually I don't agree with that and when I put out what meant more to me that's always when I again we've got that better response or got that like bigger reach or more interest from doing what felt right to me so again that podcast that I talked about which was just called like lean in which is really just kind of discussing whether I want to be a mum or not and what what's important to me in life like that ended up feeling uncomfortable to post but there's a part of me that was like no I want to I'm feeling this way and I want to share it and it ended up being the most listened to episode yeah I love that I think I think for you it's just almost not being able to really just make a stand on what it is you believe in and what it is that you now really believe yeah like what, what it is that you now really feel connected to and like being okay with that and like nobody understands you better than you and yes you can take feedback and take opinions from others but just because they give you their opinion doesn't now mean that it's the correct opinion because we all have a slightly different worldview and being able to follow your nose and trust your intuition, I think is one of the most powerful things that you can absolutely do. And it then comes back to, it's still going to take longer than you think it's within that where you're like, have I made the right decision? Have I made the right choice? And then you're starting to do the stuff and you're not getting any feedback. And then you're starting to question yourself. And then those doubts and those fears and those things start to creep in and they can feel easy to default back to what feels safe and resort back. But it's within those moments where you have that, that just is that making that, that commitment and that choice, you know? And so I think you've done that incredibly well this year in so many different ways uh, of being able to just uh, follow your gut and trust your instinct and just trust your own intuition and what you stand for and what you believe in. And it's never been an instant feedback loop, but there's always been success as a lagging indicator in terms of external reward as a byproduct of you doing that. Yep. So good. Okay. Um, Running a business teaches you that you can't win all the time. Uh, and the thing that I've added to this is nobody queues up to go on a roller coaster that goes in a straight line. And uh, I would make a caveat to that and just say that actually my, having been to a theme park with my mum, she would actually <laughs> queue, queue, on a roller, queue, queue up for hours to go on a roller coaster that goes in a straight line. But if you're not my mum, then you go on a roller coaster because you experience the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs, the loop-de-loops and all the different feelings and emotions that now come along with that. And I think running a business now teaches you <laughs> very, very similar that there's always going to be these um, ups and downs, fluctuations, ebbs and flows, peaks and troughs and these differing feelings and emotions that you're now going to have to uh, work your way through. And actually for a large part of like running and growing and building a business, the majority of the time you won't win. Uh, there will be uh, an abundance of like challenge, hard times, difficulties, etc. But all of those are necessary. They're needed because they're actually now creating a new level of growth and they're creating a new level of you. Um, and they're actually now teaching you so many incredible skills. It's just at the time it feels hard. It feels shit. It feels difficult and it feels uncomfortable. And we always want to take the path of the least resistance, but it's actually being able to lean into that um, and being able to think, well, okay, how is this now making me better? And how is this now growing me? Because if I look back at any of the biggest challenges that I've had now personally, physically or professionally, it's within those moments where the, you're in the valleys of where is where your character is made. 
And I think you really learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about the people around you. Um, and also, I think it gives you so many lessons and skills that moving forwards, you carry forth with you, which goes back to what we said in terms of trusting yourself, backing yourself and um, being able to really just make that commitment to what it is that you now want to want most importantly and being okay with sitting in um, uncertainty. And we list, we watched uh, Stutz back in May when we are in Spain, which is Jonah Hill with his therapist. And I remember- therapist is called Stutz. Oh, I was last night while he was called Stutz. That's, yeah, that's and he was it was amazing. And he just said there's three realities, uncertainty, pain and constant work and it doesn't matter what level you get to what you achieve what you accomplish there's always going to be those three things and they're going to be packaged in a slightly different wrapper uh, at different points and at different stages and in different ways and it's actually then learning to develop the skills the systems the frameworks for you to now be able to sit within that um, and focus on what's my next step that I now need to take uh, that's the most important piece so yeah running a business teaches you that you can't win all the time I think is a, is a great lesson for me absolutely Whereabouts did you learn that within your business this year? Um, Any examples? I think it's been a few. We've obviously gone through an evolution in terms of who we are, what we do. Obviously, I've gone from being a one-man band to then hiring kind of a five, six team. Uh, we've then obviously gone through a shift and a change in terms of our marketing, our messaging, um, how we now do things. And we're always now looking at um, how do we develop? How do we improve? How do we now continue to provide the very best um, place for our coaches to now be able to well and truly thrive and like what is it we're now really becoming known for because we went from being like Joe Parrish helping busy fit pros down top of their body shape health and performance to then uh, you can do it all be it all have it all in helping people across person coach athlete and business to now becoming uh, a business performance uh, coaching company and just going through those evolutions just now realizing that you've got to destroy and rebuild and you've got to continue just to evolve and you have to continue just to try stuff and tweak stuff and be okay with then letting go of things and just acknowledging that you'll try things that do work, but maybe the, the, the pieces of the puzzle don't quite connect. And although you're getting evidence that it's working and you're growing and you're moving forwards, it's just not in alignment. And it's within those moments again, even though it's potentially moving you forwards, you've got to have confidence to be able to shift and make changes. Um, and actually being okay with evolving and destroying i think is such an important piece because otherwise you constantly operate from this sunk cost fallacy and you're playing not to lose and you're protecting what you have so again i give examples like i've invested tens of thousands of pounds this year on multiple different things that we now no longer are using and it's like well that didn't even <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly and it's like and it's like that didn't even last you know and did you see the return on investment potentially from obviously like a financial perspective no but from a lesson and experience perspective yeah absolutely you know and it's like easy to go well we spent this money on this thing so we've now got to protect it we've now got to do this thing we've got to follow through it's like no it's it's, it's basically not an alignment so you've got to move forward to speed and you've got to now be able to implement an action and evolve you've got to give it time to work absolutely because if you don't give it enough time well then it's a bit like again client that drops calories and they say that they haven't lost weight in five days it's like they haven't probably been doing it for long enough so it has to be a period of time where you do it for a period of consistency um and then off the back of that it's then yeah being okay and being open with just now knowing right okay do you know what like on to the next on to the next on to the next on to the next and if you think about or read any kind of like story of any kind of professional athlete or anything along those lines it's like this is now what it's taken and these are the times that they've missed the shots or these are the times that they failed to get to the final or they've not done x um and all it is is just now teaching you lessons and invaluable skills and is actually allowing you to get even better at what it is you do and it's allowing you to get clearer so i think for me it's probably just being okay with yeah, going through those evolutions and going through those changes and 
appreciating that you need that again variance of emotions and experiences because that makes you more well-rounded whereas and this always stands out in my mind is like who would you rather have in your corner would you rather have the person in your corner that everything has been daffodils rainbows and unicorns and everything has been perfect and they've never had a challenge or a problem or an issue which has obviously never happened um or would you now rather have the person in the corner that's been through the shit that's been through the challenges that's been through the experiences been through the difficulties has been through the perceived failures and insert all the other things that have now happened but it's also experienced the wins and the the growth and um the positives of the byproducts like you would always choose the latter every single time and that is the person that i believe that you want to be and also your clients now want and need you to be but so often we don't allow ourselves to do these things because the fear of judgment the fear of people seeing you failing or perceiving that you think that you're failing uh, and therefore it's actually not you failing it's the thought that other people are now watching and seeing you failing that now stops you from doing stuff and so i think for me just allowing yourself to play to win and just realize that you're growing you're moving forwards and if you continue to do the right things the right things will happen you just can't see it yet mm-hmm. cool and that's your kind of roller coaster point like when it's down when that happens again in the future, you, you it's not as damaging, is it? It feels so much easier. You manage it so much better when you hit those low points. You know how to kind of recover kind of quicker from like the low points on that roller coaster. Yeah, it doesn't get easier. And you get better, doesn't it? Yeah, you get better. You learn from it. You know how to master it. And then I think another thing as well is like, <laughs> you probably hate me when I say this to you, but when you're going through a struggle, I'm like, this is something your clients experience. And it's a nice reminder for you that, you'll be able to kind of tell a story from this on your tune-ups and you're probably like f off like let me complain about this situation that i'm going through but i know you're always going to have a story out the back of it and even if we take this more personally as well like when me and you have gone through shit times like getting locked out of flats and stuff like that sometimes we just pause and go to what one day this will be a fantastic story to tell and it has been yeah yeah, I think that's it. It's like you, you're you always getting better. You're always getting better. And I think it's always looking through the lens. You don't feel it at the time. It's like, how's this happening for me? How is this growing me? How is this improving me? And this is just another test. Yeah. And I think that's when in those moments, you have to have great people around you that know you almost better than you know you, yourself to a degree in terms of actually them being able to just sit and also then just for them to be able to give you the space just to be you talk it through and just now know again as tom hanks would say like this too shall pass and i think just being able to appreciate the better times are always ahead um and if you look at like the emotional cycle of change like the valley of despair is always there like that's always going to happen there's always going to be this stage that this is going to be the norm and it's being okay with that and instead of trying to avoid that it's leaning into that but it just feels incredibly uncomfortable because it doesn't feel like you're winning but you are it's just coming through a different feedback loop at that moment in time mm-hmm. and often also i think it tells you how badly do you want this like do you really want this is this now what you really want and i think sometimes that's also another important point it does actually allow you and what does it really take so going back to even like what do we tr- we admire what we don't see you know it's like actually when you see certain people that have achieved certain things although you may not want to sit in their seat you think well, okay if i look at certain individuals i'm like what they've had to go through, the challenges and the sacrifices they've had to make to get to that position to be sat in that seat is insane. You know, but you just don't see you just don't see that stuff. You can probably only 
hypothesize or just yeah it does make me feel really good when i speak to you or like when we watch documentaries or we speak to other people and they talk about stuff like this because this is the stuff not a lot of people share on their social media or they do but we always just look at the highlights don't we and we don't really realize all the behind the scenes hard stuff that people have been through but i think when you're really kind of emerging yourself in it with documentaries and films and stuff you see everybody does it everybody goes through it nothing's nothing comes easy yeah i think it's just normalizing it isn't it? i say this all the time it's like reality is like building and growing and developing let's say in the world of like the business world is difficult like building a business is hard but i think it's being kind of like almost like like made to be seen as this easy thing and it's like well maybe being able to build something in the short term that's temporary that's just this like you know like drop in the ocean maybe but actually if you're not trying to build something that's um going to be an extension of you that's now going to serve you it's got longevity and insert whatever your values are and whatever you now want to build and create it's like yeah, there's, there's going to be so much challenge that's going to come along the way. And it's actually being okay with normalizing that. The problem is it's not sellable, sexy, or doesn't doesn't pedestal you and make you feel great at the time. Uh, and that's why I think we only ever see like the the 1% and the highlight reels and the bits that aren't going incredibly well instead of actually behind the scenes and the stuff that's actually really going on and what it really takes to do certain things. Mm-hmm. And then for you, like understanding, like you said earlier, it's like, well, what do you then, is when you can actually learn through others, it's like, do I want that? Is that actually what I want? And sometimes it's like, yeah, absolutely I do. Or other times it's like, no, I don't. Thank you. Yeah, just cool. Have you got any others? Uh, I think this is something that's going to be big very soon, which is being bored. Yeah. And it's like, I know people try and do like weekends off their phone and they have business and personal phones, but I just think I've been trying to have more moments like you know when you're a kid and you're sat in your bedroom you just stare at the ceiling or if you're in the car and you just stare at the rain on the window just having moments of like not fucking picking up my phone or picking up a book or doing stuff around the house but and I guess I know some people are parents and they don't have as much freedom and flexibility as we maybe do but I've I've definitely towards the end of this year trying to take more moments to just switch off completely and not do anything else like just sit with my thoughts and be bored and I do think like you know yourself you've probably done it loads of times without realizing but when you're driving or in the shower that's when you have your best ideas what you remember do you, things what do you think stops you from doing that just I don't plan it in really um and I've started to plan it in more but also sometimes you feel guilty for not doing anything you feel like you should be productive you feel like you should be doing stuff you feel like you should always be on social media and it's your business and you're online the list is endless of things you feel you should be doing that it feels very um like a low rewarding task to let yourself be bored but it's actually probably the most rewarding thing that you should do uh so for me it's like trying to actually kind of plan time like that and to just if i'm sat reading my book here I'll be like no actually I've read enough of my book I'm actually just going to put it away and I'm just going to sit in silence which sounds so weird but I do think it is just so powerful and you do it all the time as a kid but again as we become adults we stop doing things yeah when we're watching the Arnie documentary I love that you know when you just see the lion in his bed and you just have obviously like the photos of um like the bodybuilders on the wall and you just daydream and I think there's such a important piece but going back to what you said I can massively agree it's like you always think you have to now be doing and actually do you know what if you're just being then you're wasting time you're wasting energy there's so much you could be doing you should be doing you need to be like progressing with and it you can't necessarily see again the direct return and 
investment for the time that it's now taken, but appreciating that that's where, you, yeah, you can now be at your most creative. And I think it's being able to fight the resistance because your brain is telling you like, you're lazy, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. What are you doing? Like, this is pointless. You're just staring into the abyss. And and it's actually being able to challenge your own narrative because otherwise you just will succumb to those thoughts and you'll end up then avoiding using some form of escapism or you just then get, go and actually do some work or go and distract yourself again. And it's like almost a the magic that you're looking for is in the work that you're not doing. And sometimes it's actually not more. It's just allowing yourself to sit in that space and in that time with no expectation of this is now what I'm going to achieve. I'm just going to allow myself to be. And it's weird what happens and how you connect the dots and what then can come off the back of it. But it's such a, I think, difficult thing to do. And also as well, I don't know about you, but my brain is like, it's like, I just mental. I can't yeah. even describe. Well, when you've said that, it reminds me why I wrote this down, and it's because, and this is when it kind of came really to mind, like towards the end of this year, was when we went on float, when we went in a float tank, which you just lie in this tank and water, salt water, you just float in it, butt naked, <laughs> and uh, the doors are closed. There's no lights. There's no music, and you are literally just floating in this tub. And they use it like in the SAS and stuff like that, don't they? Yep. They say it kind of, they say it kind of helps you remember things and mm -hmm. they, like I think they can take language lessons and then go for a float and they're more likely to kind of retain the information so we started doing them a few years back and I've always really enjoyed them but um my lead her ladies actually bought us a voucher so me and you went and used it in October and this time round, when I went in one I could not for the life of me switch off my brain was so annoying and I think it's really becoming aware that we've had such a busy year and we've not really took any time to stop which I'm not complaining about because I love what we do and we do take time off here and there but I think that was a real sign for me that I need more moments like that because it wasn't till the very end when my head kind of slowed down and I could feel the benefit of the moment and sometimes again like Christmas and stuff makes me feel a wee bit uncomfortable because I feel like I should be doing so that's definitely something I've learned this year but I want to take into next year do more of it yeah, your brain's like and a pinball. Brain, brain's like a pinball machine. Yeah. So like, boom, 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 boom. And you said this the other day, actually, like when we were in Spain, and I think it was a weekend. I don't know what we were doing, but you came downstairs and you were like, I've got it. Yeah. I know what I'm going to do with my business or whatever. And it was like this light bulb moment just from Sabo doing nothing. It just yeah. came to you. And I love those moments because they have, like, I've had them before as well. And it's just so good when it comes and it's always when you're doing nothing yeah it was a sunday morning i went for a run and just listened to some music i then went for a dip in the sea and then came back and was just sat here with my book not not book book but like diary book and then it was just weird yeah just literally just followed and like, i remember yeah, i came downstairs like an excitement it was like christmas i came downstairs like it was christmas <laughs> and i could feel your energy and I, and like i've got it and yeah it's like yeah and i have got it <laughs> and now i do think it'll be one of the most powerful things that we now do going to 2024 yeah. and it's going to uh, transform and change the trajectory of what we do how we do things and i believe how coaches operate in the industry and and everything in between and it was again just that moment of like it wasn't that one particular moment it was lots of little moments that led to that moment but i needed to have that space to allow myself to connect the dots and then when it happened it's like right okay cool and then the biggest thing is then you have to go and do the stuff to then be able to go and implement it most importantly yeah. um so yeah i hear you 100 but like einstein don't they which we found out recently we thought he was well old didn't we we watched oppenheimer and he was actually alive 
that's beside the point but that's why he come in my head is like when he was sat on in a tree an apple fell on his head like he was just sat outdoors and that's when he had his best ideas yeah like just being in nature and doing nothing is so powerful and i try and like now i've noticed it like I've, i'm using it more often so like for example if i'm sending an email to my email list and i'm like oh i don't know what to title the email because you want the start of it to be so strong so people read it and i'll be like I'm just, I've wrote the email, I'm just going to go out for a walk and as soon as I'm out in the walk, I'm like, right, I've got it. Yep. And I, there's just been wee moments when I'm doing that so much more now rather than sitting at the computer and getting frustrated and annoyed and like hating what I'm doing. It's like, no, just step away and the answer will come and just trust in that a wee bit more again. But I think it's going to be a huge thing where it's just like, because we're on our tech all the time, all the time we're doing stuff, aren't we? So I think it's going to become a big thing is just being bored and making more time to be bored. Being bored, 2024, Parish et al. Absolutely. Parish et al, 2024. That's you. Perfect. Said it here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do the last one, and then we can go. We'll go and walk Lola. Ah, I've got quite. I've got quite a few. Oh, which one am I going to choose? Um, let's go with. What would you need to do? Or who do you need to be in order for you to have more peace of mind in your business? Because I think we can think about like the the monetary, the client number and everything else. And actually, this is the point that I've made before. It's like safety isn't the number in your bank account. It's knowing that you can make shit happen at any point. It's not the number of clients that you now have. It's not the cash that's currently sat in your account or in whatever investments. Um, it's actually now the backing, the belief and the confidence is the trust in yourself that you can now make shit happen at any moment, at any point. And you now know that you can turn it on because the skills that you now possess. And I think this is a great question just for us to continue to explore. It's like, what would you need to do or be to have more peace of mind in your business and what it is that you're now currently doing, which I think would allow you to slow down, would allow you to have more space, would allow you to uh, potentially take stock and get clear over, right, okay, this is now what I want. This is now what I don't want. Am I now doing this for me or am I now doing this because this is what I think that I should want to want? Or am, am I now building this business based upon what other people are expecting of me or how other people are now building their business. And I think being able to just get clearer over what would just allow you to have a little bit more yeah, peace of mind in your business, I think is a great place for you to now be able to get clear over, right, okay, what are the things that I now need to start to integrate, implement and or put in a place most importantly. And that now might be going back to what you said earlier, it's like peace of mind in your business actually by just backing yourself and having the confidence and making the commitment, right, okay, this is now what I want to do, and I'm just going to trust my gut, as an example. So being able to actually make your own decisions. I've worked with so many coaches over the last year or two that have almost been so afraid to make their own decisions because of the fear of, like, getting it wrong or not doing it right, and therefore, like, almost like, looking for, like, this validation. And the big thing that we always talk about is, like, I... And we always want you to be able to use your own brain first before you have to use our own, before you have to even try to use ours. Because when it comes from you and you can now really start to think for yourself and you can get clear over your decision-making process around what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, et cetera, A, you have more autonomy, which B means you actually are going to be far more likely to follow through on it. And C, it now builds a framework and a system that you can then use in different areas and different aspects of your life. And therefore, you're not creating a dependency. So this applies for your clients as well. It's like, should I do this or should I do this? If you just give them the answer, you're actually not allowing them the opportunity to think and or 
come to a decision based upon the data they have and how they obviously want to now be to process those 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 thoughts and make that decision. So I think even just looking at right, okay, what and how do I want to make decisions and how can I now think for myself? I think even in itself, I think could be a, a really important point and something that we massively believe that we want more people to be able to do, to be able to trust themselves and not just look for this validation. So yeah, what do you need to do or be to have more peace of mind in your business? I think is being like a, a massive insight um, and also a question that I'm still living within and exploring as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. See, what would your answer to be? I think just now knowing that like I am being myself, I'm putting out content that I'm excited about. I am being true to myself. I am um, keeping my integrity and I am speaking openly and honestly about the things that I stand for and what I now believe in. Um, most importantly, in how people should be kind of treated, communicated, etc. And I think just now knowing that gives me peace of mind in my business. I think when you try to do things that you now know aren't aligned or maybe a short term or quick fix, you don't, you know, they don't have the best intentions behind you can maybe temporarily win in the short term, but you'll always lose in the long term. So I think for me, yeah, having more peace of mind in my business is not doing anything different to what we're currently doing, but actually just continually backing and trusting myself, ourselves, and how we actually want to do things and being able to follow our own nose. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of it. Yeah, I follow our own nose rather than like trying to copy or replicate or do things differently because that's how others are doing it. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. We just want to now do it our way. And I think that's the thing that gives you peace of mind. Absolutely. What about you? Pretty much all the lessons from this year that we've discussed are stuff that have been giving me more peace of mind in my business already. So I just want to double down on all of it. Amazing. Okay. All right, let's go on Waterloo. Team, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I hope you were able to extract some value. I hope that uh, you have a fantastic new year when it comes in and looking forward to catching up with you on the next episode. Take care. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye.